Welcome to the Massage Life Podcast. I'm Melissa Pearson, registered massage therapist, and I'm here with my husband, Jordan, who is a... Re- I was going to say registered massage therapist, <laughs> whatever you are. He's I a, could He's be. an accountant. Yeah, I pretend. <laughs> he's a CPA, and we are the founders of the Online Wellness Institute. And today we're chatting about New Year, New You. Oh, wow, so <laughs> Grown. Yeah. No one likes setting goals. Yeah, I don't have a lot to bring to the table today, I as like always. I you start literally every episode saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you will have things to say, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll add something. You have a long list of stuff there, though. No, we have a couple things. So... Of course, it's uh, January now. We're excited to start a new year. And most people take this time to set some goals and resolutions for the new year. Uh, do people so actually can... do that? I th- I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like to. I know it's kind of cliche and stuff, but I like to kind of just take a good look at my entire year and plan out what I'm going to be doing. And uh, I don't know. I like to... I'm, yeah. a kind of, I'm a planner type of person, so it's fine. I mean, we're, me. the, we're the type... That sets goals throughout the year. That's true. Yeah. We don't just do it in January. Yeah. But I think, yeah, at the beginning of the year, we'll have kind of some bigger goals, some big things that we want to accomplish. And then throughout the year, we just, you know, make sure that we're on target. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to like reevaluate your goals because sometimes it's like, oh, well, this, you know, sometimes you end up taking a different path and things don't pan out the way you want to. And sometimes you need to reevaluate. Right. Yeah. We're really good at things not panning out the way that we... <laughs> that we hope they will <laughs> we're professional see online wellness coming soon courses that have we been do have a long soon. list of coming soon courses that i'm like itching to get out there but yeah, yeah and hopefully people happens. are i'm sure there are some people who just think that we're crazy that it's taking so long maybe i don't know more people are but it takes time i mean these things yeah. take uh, that was one of the things i really didn't appreciate before we started this is just how long it takes to yeah. write a course, record the content, edit everything. Mm-hmm. And then also like edit it in such a way that it, it looks good. Right. Right. Cause I can just, you know, record something and throw it up there or, you know, have some written content and just throw it up there for sale. But I want to put together something that, and we want to put together something that looks really nice. Yeah. Right. And so that takes a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, so totally. we're doing it for you. <laughs> we're just trying to make it awesome. <laughs> and when we first started Online Wellness Institute, our lives were completely different. I mean, we started yeah. over the pandemic. We had so much time on our hands. Um, both of our lives looked really different. And so it was just easier then. And right. Now we're making excuses. That's we, what we're doing. We are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So first goal of 2023, no excuses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. But first I want to talk, to talk about financial goals. I feel like mostly that's what people set when they're thinking about their career, upcoming goals. They set some financial goals surrounding that. And so, um, I mean, this maybe sounds weird, but most people, like, their goal should be make as much money as you can, right? I don't want that to sound like all I care about is money, because it's not, but... You got to live. Yeah. And so your your financial goal should be around that. But it's tough with massage, right? Because you want to make sure you're balancing your work life and your home life as well. And so, um, and when you work harder, like, you're wearing out your body... A lot faster as well so yeah how can you you know work smarter not harder to make more money i guess is right is a question right and are you asking me is that oh, the question sure. for me it's a d- discussion well i think yeah. i think one of the things that you've done in your practice is hiring someone right, right? uh because your schedule has been really full and there were a lot of people that i think were maybe frustrated that they couldn't get in to see you right away and so mm-hmm. you reached out to someone else to see if they wanted to work with you and you know, that's one of the ways that you can help 
achieve your financial goals, right? Have somebody else work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, that doesn't make sense for everyone. Well, some people are working in a clinic. Right. Yeah. Right. But just for your business, that's one of the things that you did. Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually posing that question in, uh, I host a mobile massage Facebook group, and I remember posing that question. I said, okay, how can you work smarter, not harder? And people said, well, really, you have two choices. You hire someone or you raise your rates. And so I actually ended up doing both around the same time. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that has helped for sure. Right. So if you're not able to hire someone, then you can definitely look at, at raising your rates. Um, another idea kind of going along with raising your rates is offering like an add-on value service. So you could add cupping or something like that where you're charging more for that service, but you're not taking up more time. So for me, I just include cupping with my course, with my um, courses, yeah, <laughs> with my treatments. Right. And so I don't charge extra for it, but uh, I know a lot of people will charge an extra 10 or $20 or whatever. And so that's something that you could look at doing to... What are your really thoughts on that? Harder. Charging I, extra. I am the type of person who uh, I've learned over the past few years that I like to just have simple pricing. I used to have like weird little discounts if, you know, if you booked two back-to-backs or if you, um, if it was your first visit, $20 off. And it was just like made things complicated. And I just like having simple yeah. pricing. Also with the cupping, I don't like people to feel, oh, sometimes it'll be like in the middle of a massage and I'll be like, oh, there's a bad spot here that I want to put some cups on so that I can go work another area. But I don't want to, them to feel pressured on the spot. Like, oh, could I use some cups here? It's going to be 10 extra dollars. <laughs> right. And then they're like, uh, sure, I guess so. Because you're in a power of position as a massage therapist and your client's on the table. And so they might just feel pressured to say yes, even though they might have not budgeted for that. You're kind of springing it on them in the moment. And so I like to just have it included. Yeah, I like but, that. But people can totally do things their own way. I don't think it's bad to do it the other way. Right, right. So you look, you could look at doing something like that or like adding essential oils on or hot stone or something like that where it's a higher priced service, but same amount of time. So right. you're not actually working longer hours. Right. That's one way that you can do that. But um, yeah, maybe, you know, now that it's a new year, some people might want to look at raising their rates for the new year. So yeah. So that's always an option. Or, or venturing out on your own. Right? Yeah, that's not. If you're working in a clinic, and you're giving up, you know, thirty to forty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel ambitious enough to either either work out of your home or do mobile or or whatever, right? That's yeah. that's an option. Yeah. Yeah, or renegotiating your contract if you've been somewhere for a long time. I know some people will renegotiate their contract and ask for a better split. Right. That's something you could look at doing too. And yeah, I think when you're looking at uh, increasing your clientele, you can. There's kind of three three things you can choose from, right? So you can choose from seeing your, like having repeat clients, so seeing people over again. You can work off of referrals or you can um, try to attract new clients. And of course, the easiest is to just have repeat clients. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier that way. And so first, I would focus my efforts on that and then kind of work my way down the line and work on getting new clients last. That should be like the least. Right. Yeah, and it's tough. You know, I feel like we can go down this rabbit hole of, you know, how do you retain clients? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a whole nother episode in and of itself. Uh, so we won't go down that rabbit hole unless you, <laughs> unless you want. No, I didn't have really any. Yeah, we can yeah. make a, a separate um, episode about that. In fact, we have. We have that episode about uh, the little things are the big things. I think that's our biggest um, podcast episode on that topic where we just talk about little things that are really simple to do that help retain clients. Right. And right. so if you can take a listen to that one if you want, and that could give you some ideas on how to 
keep your clients around. One of the things I'm trying to work on right now is uh, send out a more regular newsletter. Still just like once a month. I'm not talking about a weekly newsletter or anything more frequent than that. I'm not the type of person who likes to bug people in their inbox. People just unfollow. Do you think that actually works? Like, do you see a bump in Yeah, and it's cool because with MailChimp, you can, uh, it tracks like when people click those buttons. So I have a button on there like book now. And so I can see how many people have actually clicked that and booked a massage from the newsletter. Right. And so I know it does work. Right. Yeah. Well, and we've seen that with uh, with the soap company as well. So we run a soap company yeah. and same thing. We have it powered by Shopify. And so we'll send out emails on a regular basis. Well, not on a regular basis because I, <laughs> I, I... On a sporadic I, basis. <laughs> yeah, on a sporadic basis because I don't want to be the person that's annoying. No. You know, filling somebody's inbox with junk. Yep. Not not to say that what we're selling is junk. Like, it's, no, no, I no. believe in the product. No. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see, you know, how many sales you generate from each email. And it's like, mm-hmm. obviously... It, works right you have yep. the proof right there yeah so shouldn't be afraid to do that and especially you know if your clients have opted into your newsletter you know they want to hear from you right right if they don't want to hear from you then they'll unsubscribe and it is what it is don't take offense mm-hmm. to that it's just you know just how it is yeah right but these people have signed up for your newsletter so don't be afraid to yeah send things out on a regular basis yeah i think the main things that people are looking for are um education or value in things that they can implement into their lives or entertainment. If right. you can combine both of them, like that's golden and it should be short and sweet as well. Okay. Those are my top tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I just send out emails when I have, you know, something like newsworthy, right? So, right. I mean, it's a newsletter, so I'll send out, you know, a newsletter. When, oh, hi, I now offer cupping or like, oh, I extended my hours. I now work on Saturdays or, you know, when it, there's something interesting to say, I'm not just going to send a newsletter. It's like, Hi, did you know massage is good for you? It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't send out that. What if it's thing. just a newsletter that says, or not even a newsletter, just an email that says, you know, need a massage? Like, if, if all you're trying to do is mm-hmm. get them to book with you, you don't say anything else. Do you think that that's. I don't like that. No. I okay. would, I would at least add some value to it. So you could give, you could say, like, top five things that massage can help for, help with, right? And like, list some conditions or right right um at least tell them why they should book a massage not just book a massage right <laughs> remember that one person uh i feel like i've received an email before where the person was like uh yeah i'm really struggling financially so Ooh. if you could uh you know if you could help me out and it was just super yeah. awkward no one right? was like pity booking yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, but i've seen good. that before but you have to be careful right like recognize that you may be struggling financially but don't don't let that be the the reason why you're trying to get people to book with you yeah i mean it might be the reason but they should know that reason right it should be focused on the client right what's good for them yeah totally all right so any other tips about financial goals how can people set good financial goals for the upcoming year this is a question for me (laughs) well you're the finance guy (laughs) oh man it's been such a it's been such a long day and uh, we got to start recording these in the morning because my this brain is, is true. just we should. fried. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we can move on. And if you have anything else you want to say about setting good financial goals, how can people make more money this year? Yeah, I think... They could also make sure they're they're doing all of their write-offs properly and stuff. Yeah, I mean, definitely from an Saving income tax money. perspective. Can they look at investing? I don't know. What kind of tips do you have? So, I mean, we can touch on both of those. So making sure that you're writing off as much as you can within reason, right? I think that that's huge. I was shocked to learn that there are some massage therapists who just, you know, 
take the income that they earn during the year and they don't account for any expenses at all. Like that's crazy to yeah. me. Right. And you may, I understand you may not have a lot if you're working in a clinic, yeah. but you definitely have some, there's yeah. something there that you can write off. And so make sure that you spend some time, you know, looking at, and you can refer to the courses that we have. We've done podcast episodes on this where we talk about some of the things that you can write off. So just make sure that you're, you know, capturing as, as many of those write-offs as you can, because that's going to lower your taxable income, which is then going to lower your income tax expense. Okay. So it may not be huge, but you know, every, every dollar helps, right? Right. The other thing uh, with respect to investing, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of options, you know, from something as simple as, you know, even just, so there's, I mean, there's, I don't want to get into it. There's lots of different types of investments, right? Whether you're investing in, you know, the lowest risk investment, GIC, like a fixed income investment, or if you're getting into, you know, mutual funds, stocks, bonds, like there's lots of different things that you can invest your money in. But for you, and again, you have to look at like short term versus long term. For your business, you've had a little bit of excess cash flow. And so rather than just leaving that money in your business checking account, you know, we've carved out a portion of that and it's now sitting in, you know, a very low risk investment, right? And mainly because, uh, you know, we, we have some uses for that cash in the short term. And so I don't want to put it in, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to invest that money into um, an equity mutual fund or something that I would need to keep it for a longer term or want to keep it for a longer term. Like I'm, I don't want to lose it in the short term. Right. And so, you know, we just put a little bit into a short term fixed income investment, very low risk. And, but that'll give us some return on that money rather than it just sitting in the checking account and we're mm -hmm. not getting anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, if you want to look at diversifying your sources of income, right? So if you, all you do is massage and, and th if that's enough for you, that's great, right? But there may be other things that you want to look at, right? Whether mm -hmm. it's um, teaching courses or uh, didn't we do an episode on mm -hmm. this? We talked about yeah, side products. hustles for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for RMTs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just looking at other ways that you can generate income for yourself. Yeah. Um, again, within, you know, you have to, I don't know, you have to be smart about these things too and know kind of where your limitations are and, and kind of play, play to your strengths as much as possible. Right. Right. You know, you don't want to, I, I can't think of an example, but you don't want to invest a ton of time and money into something that isn't going to, um, that isn't going to benefit you in either the short term or the long term. Right? Can you think of an example? Yeah. I don't have anything. Well, remember when we talked to Amy, she talked about how she got really excited about selling essential oils to her clients. Right, right. And she didn't really do any market research. She wasn't even sure that, that her clients would be interested in something like that. She was just excited about it. And so she bought all of these like specialty things, how to make your own essential oil blends. And she bought like all containers and like went overboard, like spent a ton of money and then tried to sell them in her in-home clinic and no one was really interested in it. And so finally she ended up selling the stuff at a loss to a, like an aromatherapist or something. Right, right. And so that was something that she just jumped into with both feet because it was exciting and didn't really look at if it was, if it made sense. Yeah. And, and to answer that question, does it make sense? I mean, you, you need to do a little bit of market research, mm -hmm. right? Is this, is there demand for this, right? Yeah. Is this something, and maybe what she could have done is pulled her clients, right? Yeah. Asked them, 
hey, I was thinking about offering something like this. Is this something that you would maybe be interested in? Right. Right? Because you never know. A lot of them, you know, if I were asked that question, I would say no. Right. Right? That's not well, even, something. Even a while ago, so I, I recently got into cupping and I... I was looking up um, buying cups for clients to purchase from me. Right. Because I think it could be a good home care resource for them. I was like, oh, maybe I could buy them at, you know, at a wholesale cost and sell them at a profit. Like, not that I'd make a ton of profit off of it, a few dollars or something. And so I asked on Instagram, like I did one of those little polls. It's like, would you be interested? And I even put specifics like how much they would cost and stuff. And it was like crickets. Like, no one's interested yeah. in that. It's like, yeah. no, I don't want to do cupping on myself. I want you to come over and do cupping on me. It's like, I don't have time for that. Right. Or it's just, I don't know what reasons people were not interested in. So it's like, well, I'm not going to complicate my life. And that's something you should really ask yourself too. It's like, is this going to just add more complexity and more complication to what I'm already doing? Because those cups, like I would have to order them wholesale. Now it's an expense, right? And yeah. I have to make, yeah. recoup my money. And then also it's just complicated. I now have to... How like how am I going to account for that? The accounting alone is is annoying, mm-hmm. and then I have to keep track it's of my not inventory. Annoying. I love accounting for <laughs> inventory and yeah. tracking. Oh, these oh you things. do? Okay, <laughs> I can do it just for you. Then you can have fun. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just adding yeah. a layer of complexity. That's like, are we trying to like simplify our lives and streamline things? Right. I don't know. It does from an accounting perspective. It 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 does become more complex if you're buying things that you intend to sell. Right. Sell, sale. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you're, because how it works is so if, we'll take cups, for example. Let's say you spend $1,000 on cups. Okay. So you have inventory. So inventory is considered an asset. So on your balance sheet, it would be listed under the assets. Now, it's an asset, it's not an expense. So the $1,000 that you spent on cups, you don't get to write that off <laughs> until you sell those cups. Weird. Right. So when you sell the cups, you would then have the income. Okay, I sold them for X amount. And then let's say you spent a thousand dollars on the cups, right? And you sold you sold all of them for two thousand dollars. Okay. At the time that you sell all of them, let's say you sold them for two thousand dollars, you'd recognize the two thousand dollars as revenue, and then you would move the one thousand dollars from inventory to the expense account. And then that's when you would record the expense. Like, you're losing me already. Like, <laughs> I, I did a poor job of explaining it, but no, I mean, no, it's good. Exactly, it's at a high level, it makes sense, though, right? No, like, yeah, totally. You don't get to recognize the expense. It's because still sitting you, there. Yeah, yeah, because you still own it. Totally. Right. You you haven't sold it yet. Yeah. When you sell it, then it becomes what's called a cost of goods sold. Right. Right. That, then you can recognize the expense. And so, if you buy up tons of inventory, and you never sell it, right? While you have no revenue. Mm-hmm. And you neither have no expense. You do have the asset. You neither have no expense. <laughs> you don't have any expense. You just have yeah. an asset. Yeah. Right? Now, eventually, what you can do if you if you reach a point where you say, okay, this inventory is obsolete, right? I will likely never be able to sell this inventory. Mm-hmm. Well, then at that point, you can write it off. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can recognize it yeah. as an expense because you... You know, you don't expect to ever be yeah. able to incur any, any revenue from it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Fun. Fun accounting talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on these like side accounting tangents. Yeah. I love it. Okay. So anything else you want to say about financial goals? No, we, we can maybe come back to that. Okay. I like it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I love talking about finances and I think the biggest thing is you just need to be realistic. Realistic. Yeah. And um, just be careful. 
especially when you know going back to what we were talking about right don't invest a ton of time and money into something that is likely never going to come back to you Mm -hmm. right like buying up tons of essential oils or cups that you can't resell yeah yeah totally yeah don't be afraid to set financial goals i feel like sometimes people are scared to say i want to make a lot of money this year i think people people think that that's like a shallow thing to say and i don't think it is like yeah and i have to provide for your family and right do fun things with your money and as long as you're still having balance in your life then like go for it right yeah and i don't want to be a debbie downer and no disrespect to any (laughs) debbies who may be listening but you know i yeah poor debbies and karens (laughs) the debbies and karens of the world (laughs) but i you know if 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 there is something that you are really interested in right and it could be you know buying up cups to sell right who knows right or maybe there is a market for essential oils i don't know Mm -hmm. if that's something that you're really excited about and you've done the market research and you think it makes sense, then more power to you, right? right? Go and do it, right? I just think a lot of people, they dive into the deep end and they have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then they end up, you know, burning a lot of time and money. Right. And losing in the end, right? You know that stat? I think it's, I feel like this is always a made up stat, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel like most stats are. (laughs) But the the one that says, you know, 10% of businesses fail, no, no, 90% yeah, of businesses fail. Some ridiculous stat. But yeah. most, most businesses fail. Well, I think the reason why most businesses fail is because they haven't, they haven't done what's called due, due diligence, right? They haven't done the legwork up front. Right. They haven't done any sort of research to see if there's a market for this thing that they're trying to sell or for this business that they're trying to start. Mm-hmm. And so naturally it just fails, Yeah. right? And we've seen that, like even in Chestermere where we live, right? A new business will pop up and it's like, I'll give that business. Yeah, we always place wagers. Yeah, I give that business six months, one year. Not that I, not like I understand that that's people's, and that's, I feel like that's a terrible thing Mm -hmm. to say Mm because it's like, I recognize that it's people's livelihoods. Oh, and I wish, I wish them all the best. I don't want any of them to close. Yes, and I, and I, we're often, you know, because we have a local business as well. And so we're, we're very active in the community. Like we support those businesses. Mm -hmm that we don't want to fail, Mm -hmm. but more often than not, they do because their business doesn't make sense. It Mm -hmm. does not make sense. Mm -hmm. And there may be a lot of excitement in the short term, but long term, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to give any specific examples just because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, Mm -hmm. but there's been a lot that we've seen where Mm -hmm. it's like, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. not going to work. Yeah. Right. And I feel like if... um, so the other thing, and maybe we talked about this before in another podcast, you really need to talk to somebody who's not just your friend. Right. Right? Because if you talk to somebody who is your best friend or your, you know, whoever, who, who's just going to like build you up, like no matter what, like, yeah. yeah, like your mom, right? Like, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. Right? That's great that they're, you know, sending positive vibes your way. But what you really need is somebody that's going to look you in the eyes and say like, this doesn't make sense at all. Or have you considered this, right? Because here's some risk that I don't think you've considered, yep. right? You look at Shark Tank or Dragon's Den. When those, I feel bad for some of them, when they go on there and they give their pitch yeah. and then they just get shot down because it's, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Their business doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so you need someone that's going to give you a straight answer and not just pump your tires mm-hmm. and tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think you're good at that? If anyone has a business idea, should they run it by no. you? No, <laughs> no. Well, it's tough when it's family. Oh, right? yeah. It's the worst when it's family. If it's right? someone you don't really know, it's easier. But yeah, it's really hard. When it's, it's hard when it's family. People who are you, close to you, yeah. You know, especially when it's, you can tell that it's something that, they, that they're that they really passionate mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. and that they care about. And, um, but it just, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> We've seen it's that. Tricky. It's tricky We've sure. seen that. And so... If somebody's listening and we're not friends and I don't know you and you want to talk to me about, you know, whether you or not this thing. You want Jordan to hurt your feelings. Yeah, if you want me to hurt your feelings, I will do that. And it and it's not always, again, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. You know, there's, there have been times when people have come to me with ideas and I think, like, how do I get in on this? Because this makes a ton of sense. Right. Right? Um, and I have some a few examples floating around in my mind, but... Yeah, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. But there are some businesses where it's like, yeah, that'll be successful, mm-hmm. and then the person does it, and it is successful. Yeah, because that's it makes exciting. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always cool. Anyways, okay. So the other thing I want to talk about kind of goes along with that, but uh, setting goals that are okay. I'm gonna tell. A story. I'm actually gonna tell a story first before okay. I say what the goals, <laughs> what the idea is. So one time when our daughter was like three I asked her what she wanted to be when she grows up classic question right yeah yeah. and uh she looks at me and she says when I grow up I want to be an ice cream farmer (laughs) I was like what I "I think we need to have to talk about where food comes from but okay right right (laughs) but then it got me thinking I was like why did she say that and and I think she said that because that sounded fun and exciting to her right yeah and I mean who doesn't love ice cream and so I was thinking about that and I thought, okay, what happens to us as we get older and we get boring and we just like hunker down in this like safe career and we lose that like joy and excitement and fun from our jobs. And some jobs are more exciting than others. And I actually do feel like massage therapy is a pretty exciting career. You know, usually when I tell people I'm a massage therapist, they're like, oh, cool. Like it, it is right. an interesting right. career. You know, I'm not sitting at a desk just like, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that what I look like when I'm yes. sitting at my desk? No, like, you, no, you usually like, like have your, your hoodie on and your slip, old man slippers and you're like, you got your little water bottle. <laughs> I got my headphones on just yeah, listening to like listening crazy to your music. EDM music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have the best job. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it got me thinking, how can I like, bring that fun and excitement back into my career, right? Like, how can I make... Maybe you need a hoodie and some old man slippers. (laughs) I don't know if that'll do it for me. Just bring ice cream with me. Yeah, yeah. No, but like, what can we do to make our jobs more exciting? And like, I I, I once heard about this person, and I need to find if they ever ended up writing this book, but they wanted to write a book, and it was going to be called How to Wake Up Giddy. And I was like, okay. Is this a friend of yours? No, it's like someone I followed on Instagram or something. I don't know. I'm going to have to hunt it down again. But, uh, and I don't even know what he did for a career, but his whole, and maybe it doesn't matter. It was just about like how you can wake up and feel like excited for the day. Right. Right. And so like, how can we bring that back into our careers of just like, you wake up and you're like excited and pumped for the day. And that's going to look totally different for everybody because everyone's things that get them like pumped up. It's different. Right. Right. And so maybe this kind of contradicts what we were just talking about, but like staying safe, not doing anything too risky. Um, so I'm not saying like, do something crazy with your life. <laughs> like, Go be. I feel like we're all over the place in this episode. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Maybe our um, goal for this year should be like. <laughs> Let's be more organized <laughs> like with our podcast. Focus. Yeah. Focus ourselves. 
No, but I think like we we crave fun and excitement. And so if we can think of things that, that add that into our into our careers as massage therapists, then I think that that's really beneficial. Um, like truthfully, massage can be kind of boring. It depends what yeah. what field you're in. But I've actually heard that the most from clients when they, they're like, oh, I can never be a massage therapist. And that's the reason why they said, I've tried to massage, you know, my husband or whatever, and I'm t- totally done after five minutes. Yeah. Like it's too boring for them. And so I think, yeah, it can be, it can be like really repetitive. And so how can we like shake it up? And I mean, there's lots of ideas there, right? You can take a continuing education course to like learn new skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can, uh, add like products you could add, you know, if you're working, add from, products that won't sell, add crazy products yeah. that won't sell, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe even if it's just like read, giving your treatment room a facelift, right. Right. So that you're excited to be in that space, like bringing some plants into the space or something that's like simple, um, just to make you excited to be there. Um, what are some other ideas? Well, even just going back to, you know, products for sale. Um, we started a soap company mm-hmm. and you haven't been pushy with your clients, but you'll usually take a small sample bar, bar, right. I can't talk today, <laughs> a small sample bar over to their house whenever you go mm-hmm. and give a massage, right? It's really like, you know, it's not salesy at all. It's just like, oh, we have the soap company. Like, yeah, here's a sample bar for you. Right. Right. And then a lot of them have bought soap from, from us. Right. Right. So and it's so like, a simple thing. It's like your massage business in many ways is supporting the soap business. Yeah. Like a side hustle. Right. Yeah. And I think another thing that's like zero cost too is thinking about what, what type of clientele gets you excited. You know, when you look at your day and you're like, oh, so-and-so is coming in. I love treating that patient. And it's like, do you get excited because maybe it's a pediatric patient? Like I love working on, on kids. And so when I see that I have kids in my day, that gets me excited. So something I could work on this year is like doing more advertising to families and uh, educating people about massage for kids. Um, maybe, you know, taking continuation course or something to like expand that part of my practice. Right, right. Um, because that's what makes me excited for my day. Um, and that's, I mean, aside from taking a course, maybe it's not, you know, expensive to focus on that. Or, you know, you like treating with, uh, you treating people who um, have had cancer or something. Again, like, mm-hmm. you know, on in Instagram or something, create posts about how massage can help people with cancer, focusing on, on the things that you enjoy treating. I think that's a really good way to, to get yourself excited about your day. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So my takeaway is think about what makes you happy and excited in your career and hone in on those things. What if, so if I was a massage therapist and the thing that brings me joy is making other people laugh. And so <laughs> what I like dress up as a clown <laughs> Clowns don't make people laugh. (laughs) Clowns scare people. They don't? Okay. (laughs) You can create a new type of massage. Humor massage. Yeah, a new massage. Trademark it. Humor massage? Humor massage. And it's like like stand-up comedy and massage at the same time. (laughs) I feel like most people would just get really annoyed with me. (laughs) I will pay you to... There's there's the twist. Yeah. I will pay you to stop talking. (laughs) You're like, yes. (laughs) The 60-minute massage turned into two minutes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's it that I have for today. You don't have anything else? No, I just wanted to talk about financial goals and ice cream farmer goals. Right. So maybe we should talk about some of the goals that we've set for ourselves. I, I know yeah. that we haven't really committed them to paper yet, which I think is a big... So I don't want to talk about the whole like smart thing because oh, i feel like everybody anytime i hear smart goals i yeah, know my like, eyes for some reason it's like no it's like we know we've heard this yeah, a thousand times like, realistic yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it is good, though. No. Right? It actually is a good guideline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those things you're like, oh, so dumb. You're like, actually writing them. That's like, yeah, yeah, this is good yeah, advice. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we haven't committed our goals to paper. But, I mean, one of the, so to, with respect to online wellness, I think the, the biggest goal that we have or goals we have for online wellness is to get those courses up. Yeah. That we have said that have been coming soon for a long time. Yeah. So I just wanted to give people an update on the status of those courses. And maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> I should be careful. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I should be careful what kind of promises I make. Just see my bookkeeping course as an example, right? Yeah. I put that out. When did I put that out? Like in the fall. Yeah, in the fall. And I said, okay, this is going to be launching in October. And That's then you're what like, I said. by November. <laughs> That's what I said in the initial video. I know. That it would be in October. And uh, it's now January, and uh, it hasn't happened yet. So for those of you who don't know, uh, I want to put together an in-person bookkeeping course because there's been, a, again, there's been a lot of demand for this, right? right. So it makes sense, going back to what mm-hmm, we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, I have this product, this course that I want to put together and sell, and I know that there's a ton of demand for it. And uh, and I feel bad for all of the people who were hoping that this would be available in October because it's now January and it's not. Um, The reason why it's taking so long is because I really want it to be a good course. Right. Right. And I, so I'm going to be using QuickBooks online. And so I, I really, I'm good with QuickBooks, but I want to become a master and I want every part of this course to be good so that when people come and they spend, they invest their money because it's not going to be cheap. Right. I want them to feel like they're getting a lot out of it. Right. right. And that it's worth it for them. Yeah. And so um, that is a work in progress. It'll happen for sure sometime this year. I just don't know exactly when. Yeah. Um, my hope is that it'll be sooner rather than later. Right. Because ideally you want, you know, it's a fresh new year. You want to be able to like, from an accounting perspective, it's just nice to like start with a fresh set of books right. at the beginning of the year. But anyways, um, so that'll be happening. We have two courses that are currently being edited. So yeah, the one is by... They've been recorded. Yeah, they've been recorded. I just have to go through the process of editing them and putting them together. Mm-hmm. So Chad Friel's course on range of motion. Um, that one, so we have to record a few more things at the end of this month. Realistically, I feel like I could get that course up by the end of February, mm-hmm. right? So that's a goal that we have is to get that course up by the end of February. I know exactly what I need to do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. The other course is Amy's course on starting a home-based business. That one, same thing. We have all of the content for that recorded. It's several hours. And so mm-hmm. it's going to take some time for me to put that together. Uh, but I'm really excited about that one. And I feel like, again, I feel like that's one again, that we've I have had a lot of demand for that one. Like a lot. A lot. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who obviously want to ditch the clinic and just do things on their own. Yeah. Right. And I think that they should. Yeah. Because, you know, it's you've seen a tremendous. And you have more time and flexibility. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it has been life changing for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, if you, if you can figure out the business side of things, I say, go for it. Right. Do it. It's not for everyone, but I think for a lot of people, it, it does make sense. So mm-hmm. for that one, realistically, um end of june at the latest hopefully sooner because i know that people want this one um and then we don't have any other courses you have a tmj course Mm -hmm. that's ready to go to be recorded 
And so that'll be the next one up after Amy's course. Mm-hmm. And then, so those are kind of the four main ones, my bookkeeping, yeah. Chad's Reigns of Motion course, Amy's business course, and then yours on TMJ. Yeah, that's probably all we'll be able to pump out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Realistically. <laughs> Realistically. Realistically. <laughs> yeah. The other ones, like you have you have a couple other little ones that I think we could probably just slap together. Not that, you know, that sounds terrible. Just slap no, together. No, that just like, that, don't create, yeah. Don't, well, they don't require yeah. a ton of like research. Right. Right. There are courses that you could just really just turn the camera on. And talk. And about, just yeah. talk and just, you know, we show what we need to show. And yeah. um, anyway, so there may be a couple other ones coming as well, but. Yeah, we'll see. I'm ex- really excited about those upcoming courses. So like, they're going to be so good. Yeah, they really will be. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> That's it for me. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to stay in touch, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We've included the links to these in the show notes. Also, be sure to check out our website, onlinewellness.ca, if you need any continuing education credits. All of our courses have been approved by massage associations across Canada. Anyways, we'll catch you next time.